Welcome to the Wheel of Sport, home of the greatest sports stories ever told. My name's Ian McNally and with me is... It's Matt Lavery, Matt Lavery, Ian. How's it going? <laughs> yeah, good. Matt, we've got an exciting episode coming up. I don't even know what the topic is. Alright, let me get the wheel spinning. spinning. <laughs> I was in a shoe shop the other day, Matt. I was trying on a pair of shoes that said they're, they're too tight and she said, just try them with the tongue out. I said, hi. I don't know if that works in audio formats, but that's awful. I think that's a solid joke. And the topic for this episode is this weekend we're going red mist. Do you want to take this one on? What? We have not had a red mist uh, for a long time, uh, so I will. I will take this one, Matt. Nice. This is a very fascinating tale if I tell it from an Australian perspective. I'm going to tell it, first of all, from an international perspective because this is the 2004 Athens Olympics. Uh, It's on the water. It's women's eight rowing and it's the final. This is the medal stage. So it's very exciting that you've got China, Germany, USA, the Netherlands, Romania, and Australia. The, all the talk at the start of this race... Is it a race? It's a race, isn't it? A rowing race? A rowing race. I that... feel like it's, it seems strange. Is it, quite, is it a meet? Is, it must have a special name that I haven't uh, come across in the research, but a race seems, I don't know, inappropriate. <laughs> but, but anyway, you've got China, Germany, USA, Netherlands, Romania, and Australia. Now, all the talk is about the USA. The USA have actually broke the Olympic record in the heats. Uh, Their boat is full of very seasoned, very powerful women uh, who have been able to bring home the medals previously. And their nearest rival or competitor is the Romanian boat. And the Romanians, they've even got uh, a 40-year-old in there who's looking to win uh, she's won six medals, and she won her first in 1984. Wow! <laughs> so, see, like, they've got an extraordinary pedigree in the Romanian boat as well. Like, really experienced um, rowers, and then everybody else is kind of an outside chance. Uh, Australia, China, Germany, the Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands are very inexperienced, so they're not kind of expected to be well. Then you've got um, Germany. They have actually medaled in the World Championships. Australia, the same as well, have performed pretty well in the World Championships. But China, again, a strong team. But really, nobody's talking uh, about any other competitors except for the USA and Romania to take out the gold. And as it happens, Matt, the race starts. Australia actually get off to a really great start. Um, and they're in the top three of 500 metres. So you've got USA, Romania and Australia. And there's less than a second um, separating the three uh, teams. And then after 1,000 metres, and it's a 2,000 metre race <laughs> row. <laughs> and after 1,000 metres, so you're at the halfway stage. You've got USA, Romania, Australia still locked, but now it, there's only half a second in it. And so these three teams at the halfway point are looking very, very tight. By 1,500 metres, so three quarters away through the race, Romania are just ahead, then the USA, then China, then the Netherlands. So you're kind of thinking at this point, 
What? Where Australia? What's happened to Australia? They, they were half half a second in it, and now they are in fifth place. <laughs> so they're in fifth place, and they're three seconds off the lead now. So they've had a bad one somewhere between the halfway and the, and the three quarter mark. Yeah. So within the five hundred meters, they've just capitulated. I mean, five hundred meters in in this in rowing it, i mean the boat's about 400 meters long yeah. there's like there's nine people in it the boat the boat's massive yeah so to lose three seconds in 500 meters is peculiar the race finishes like in quite a dramatic fashion because romania end up taking out the gold like fantastically impressive that they beat the this usa team who were nailed on favorites the USA come in in silver, and the story of this race is the Netherlands got bronze. They're a hu- hugely inexperienced team. I don't think they'd medaled since like 1995 in the World Championships. They've got very little pedigree, and they took out the bronze medal. So that really was the headline of this race. Well done, the Dutch. China came in fourth. Germany came in fifth. And it's a weird watching the end of this race, Matt, because the commentary on it is like really excited. Romania, gold. USA, silver. Netherlands, bronze. Really excited for the Netherlands. Then China, Germany. They all crossed the line within like seconds of each other. But the six boats in this race and only five of them have crossed the line (laughs) where are they you're waiting and waiting and waiting and still no Australian boat now one of the (laughs) phrases in an Australian uh, election campaign was stop the boats but it wasn't (laughs) A campaign slogan in 2004 wow. <laughs> so it wasn't that but the Romanians have finished this race in 6 minutes 17 seconds the Australian boat crosses the line at 6 minutes 31 seconds so they are so far yeah. behind and the commentators are a bit confused because they think you know somebody's seat is broken there's been a technical issue somewhere, you know, along the line. Something has yeah. happened. And as the boat crosses the line, if you take a look at the personnel in the boat, there's eight rowers and a cosin. One of the rowers is lying down, like lying on her back sort of thing with the with the blade, the oar in just in the in the water. So so the the assumption would be an injury then or yeah or perhaps her seat had broken or there'd been some sort of technical mm. failure but the strange thing is is that on second look at what's happening in the boat the person behind the rower who's laid down now the rower who's laying down is called Sally Robbins the team captain is sat in the seat behind her uh Julia Wilson and Julia Wilson starts pushing Sally in the back and pushing her in the head <laughs> saying saying things like get up sally come on sally <laughs> because can you imagine 
rowing like if you're rowing you've got to be so in sync with each other for it to be effective and at that elite level it would just feel once when everybody's on stroke like the australians got off to a great start when everybody's on stroke it would feel fantastic but if there's a glitch in that it starts feeling less yeah, fantastic and very uh-huh. noticeable if what even one of the rowers isn't quite putting the power in or putting the effort. But Sally Robbins has just actually just let go of her uh, oar, her blade, and just let it in. <laughs> <laughs> and so the other rowers are trying to row and the boats become really mm. heavy. And obviously they're completely off their stroke. They just can't explain what's happened here. That is mad. And so... They cross the finish line. They've got to, obviously, at the end of when you cross the finish line, then you've got to row the boat back to shore, Michael, for Michael. But uh, at this point, you would think that Sally Robbins is just out of the game. You know, something's happened to her. She's had some sort of episode or whatever, and she's incapable, you know. But she sits up and rows back perfectly. (laughs) Back, back to the shore. So it's not an injury then? Can we rule that out? No. So, the, the, amazingly, Matt, this story, the red mist really kicks in at this point because the reaction of the rest of her teammates ca- can't be described as anything other than a dissension of the red mist because this story shook Australian sport for quite a number of years. Because the uh, whole debate around this incident and this occurrence was played out in front of the world's media. And you know what Australians are like about sports format. <laughs> I mean, like the it. scrutiny, the level of scrutiny on this was extraordinary. The way it was handled, which I'll talk a bit about, was bad. <laughs> which didn't help resolve the issue there's so many elements to this the the fallout of this as you can imagine matt i mean what what are you thinking at this point you you didn't know this story of this occurrence um yeah i still i don't know i still don't know what's what's happened why why did she stop rowing was, was there a technical fault? or This is quite extraordinary. And this is probably, you know, sometimes you, you say words and you think, yeah, I can't put them back in my mouth. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's out. <laughs> um, ex- extraordinarily, uh, Julia Wilson, who is the team captain, who is the one pushing uh, Sally Robbins in the head um, <laughs> and in the back trying to revive her during the race, and, and and let's she she lay down and put a blade in the water with about three hundred meters to go of the race. So, um, right. The captain, when she has the opportunity to speak to the world's media, said, and I quote, <laughs> "I just want to stress, it was not a technical problem out there. No seat broke. There was nothing wrong with the boat. There was." nothing wrong with the seven other athletes around me and we had nine in the boat there was eight operating (laughs) (laughs) so she's saying sally just stopped rowing yeah 
And it gets, the, the plot thickens because in the response, they do not allow any of the team to talk to the media. I mean, Julia has jumped in, jumped at the chance there before this ban could be imposed (laughs) straight after the race. Um, But that really kind of sows the seeds which deepen this riff because they do allow Sally Robbins to talk but they don't allow the rest of the team. Do they allow her or do they or does she just do it? No, they allow it to organize press right. conference. And so it's weird that she would get a say, but also I think there was probably a a risk mitigation because the <laughs> the rest of the team were so angry Matt at Sally Robbins. Like unbelievably furious some of the stuff that they said on the boat uh like jody winter uh shouted at sally when she sat up and they started rowing back to the dock jody winter just was shouting at sally robbins saying we don't need you now we don't need you now we needed you before there's no point rowing now <laughs> and just so, i still like, don't really understand so why did she like what happened they were going so well at the halfway stage their third do, so do, it just hasn't been revealed yet but in the build-up to sally's press conference we still don't know what's happened or is there theories well, it's really interesting because there's lots of theories uh, being thrown out there about what has happened. And you'll probably be a bit more sympathetic to the other rowers, uh, despite their very, uh, you know, they, they were very horrible. Like, it, it, was, it was horrible. Like, it was really vicious. Um, it was a vicious attack on Sally Robbins by her comrades in the boat uh but and but you'll kind of understand as this story goes on the reason why they might have felt like that um just beyond the obvious that she just gave up and and lay down um there was some amazing headlines as well in the media which like the australian papers like it was just you know headlines like it's eight mate pull your weight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so nice. that was probably uh the best one um obviously this has been been back from athens to australia everybody's watching a fallout and people are blaming sally robbins i don't really think australia were a chance for for a medal in this race but because they were third after you know after halfway stage they were in third place i think that definitely put it in their mind that they were a medal contender um yeah i i probably think that the other teams were, were stronger um and it probably was borne out as well but one of the reasons i think that her colleagues in the boat were so upset with the situation is that before the race they had asked sally robbins to commit to not giving up. <laughs> Does she have form for this then? 
this is such a weird story. (laughs) (laughs) You don't normally have to ask your teammate, don't just don't give up. Like, surely that's not a normal comment. It's a bit of a warning sign, it's a red flag, isn't it? Heinker, one of Sally's colleagues, said, um, before the race, we had a chat with the crew and uh, we made. We made Sally promise to us that she would be there for the entire race and give everything she had. I mean, why is she in the team? It sounds like she shouldn't really be in the team. She was in the team on merit because she was an extraordinary athlete. She was really... Yeah, she's only going to do half the the, <laughs> the race. Or well, three quarters. She has to be cajoled into finishing it. Like, probably not much use, is she? <laughs> well, it's interesting because... You asked whether she had form and why were they posing that question to her? And the answer is she did have form Uh, in the 2002 World Championships uh, in the quad skull race. She had done exactly this. She had just lay down and stopped rowing. (laughs) But she got picked again for the Olympics. Well, she promised. She said she wouldn't do it. I mean, that is so weird. So why is she doing it? Does she exp- can we I want to know what what's the reasoning for this? So she also did something similar in the 2003 World Championships as well. And when they were in the run up to the Olympics, they did a race at Lucerne as a warm up for the Olympics. And she did something similar there. I mean, full Fool you once, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me twice, shame on me. Like, why do they keep picking her? Some reports suggest that she had done it up to nine times. <laughs> I mean, that is weird. That's that's more than like a mercurial talent, isn't it? That's like that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Achilles heel. I, it's interesting because because Robbins. Uh, you know, clearly she was a brilliant athlete, but she's got this psychological thing. And it seemed to be the case that in this Olympic final, that they were still in contention, they were still feeling good. And uh, Katie Falks, who was the cosin, she gave the call out to say, let's go, we're going for it, let's take Romania, um, the boat, not the country. Uh, and she said on pretty much on the next stroke in the water, she could feel that it was out of time. And so almost that moment of, we've got this, we just need to power through. This is where it counts. The blade was out of time and Sally Robbins has something's flicked in her brain where she has, you know, ceased to give the power and to the point where she's actually just <laughs> she's just lay back and Matt she's known in Australia as Lay Down Sally which is a famous <laughs> Eric Clapton song <laughs> which just lends itself perfectly does it Lay Down Sally she became known as so I think it's, it's a weird one because I think the team were really horrible to her like for example when they got back to Sydney after the Olympics, they held a homecoming parade for all of the Olympians. And one of her teammates slapped her during the parade. 
<laughs> like they, I mean, it was very emotional. Like it was. That's not ideal to be to be hitting your colleagues, but at the same time, you. It doesn't seem that weird to me that they'd be absolutely furious. There were chance. There were chance to be on the podium at the Olympics, or at least, you know, who knows what what might have happened. You'd be even even if you weren't. It's still it's still a, it's still unacceptable to stop trying, isn't it? When that's your job, that's what you're there for. You just let everybody down. It it's a it's a really interesting issue, isn't it, with team sport, particularly you know in a you know in a team sport, gridiron rugby. Soccer, whatever. Other team sports are available. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can drift in and out of the game, can't you? You can have a 10-minute spell where you're not contributing very much and and still, you know, make it up later. But you can't in rowing. Like, <laughs> there is no hiding place. It's it, it, it's like you, you are on 100% and you have to be full tilt for the whole of the race. And that's a job. That's what she's there for. You know, this was so protracted, this case, really, the discussion around it, the relationships around it. Like, even, like, four, five, six years later, they're still talking about it. They're still still being interviewed about it. Uh, they make a TV show uh, about it on the ABC. <laughs> it's just, like, even, like, the team had to deny that when they finished the race, the team denied that they'd said that they were going to throw her overboard they said oh we i don't think we said that we said why don't you swim (laughs) (laughs) so so there's a lot there was a lot of kind of making up to do after this and you know there's different opinions that like obviously like you just said there if you're not maybe you should fall on your sword and say look i'm not up to this i've I'm prone to brain snaps and it's not going to happen in the uh, in the Olympic final. Um, but at the same time, was it really Sally Robbins's responsibility? Because it, she's got a coach. There's an Australian rowing team. You, you know, they they should have ident- They shouldn't really have put her in in that position if they didn't think that she was able to. You know, oh yeah, my, yeah, my, I totally agree. She should, she should, she shouldn't have been picked if she's done this before. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the pool was like and who the first reserve would be. But you'd think if this, if this is a consistent problem, then that's, you know, you're really gambling to go into the Olympics if the pressure's on and she struggles with that. I also would have, so yeah, I'd blame the the selectors, but I also. She needs to take responsibility as well. I mean, that's just unacceptable, isn't it? To just stop trying. Yeah, there is that issue as well of like, if you were in the reserve team, if you were like next cab on the rank to be in that team and you're watching oh. uh, <laughs> and you see someone just lay down and you'd be like, I wouldn't have laid down. <laughs> yeah. You know, I might not have been, I might be like half a percent less good than her. But I wouldn't have given up. Yeah. So you think that would be so frustrating to see. It's just so frustrating. But it's an extraordinary story and one that, you know, people in Australia, it, it kind of lay down Sally is in the vernacular, you know, that people remember that 
race, which really should have been remembered for a brilliant Romanian win against the mighty USA and the Netherlands uh, winning their first rowing medal for a long time. Really extraordinary. Uh, and uh, Sally Robbins, she, she actually finished her rowing career, attempted to become a professional cyclist, which is probably better, isn't it? Because if you stop pedaling, the bike still keeps going. <laughs> 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 goodness so what, did she ever explain why she stopped do we know no no it's still cloudy around around it she she kind of uh, you know didn't want to take part in um some of the scrutiny afterwards the tv the media interest afterwards like on the rowing australia website where they've got the athletes profiles her personal motto is never surrender the dream <laughs> never never give up <laughs> never lie down <laughs> never give up <laughs> like, it's so crazy that even john howard who was the australian prime minister at the time it happened he commented on this <laughs> he said i'm not i'm not taking sides but it's always regrettable it's tough and there's a lot of pressure it's always a good idea to bind together but look i wasn't there and i can understand the passion and the emotion and the effort that goes into these things and a sense of disappointment people feel <laughs> it's just crazy that it's so um and the media i feel i do feel for sally robbins because that level of scrutiny um like the Daily Telegraph in uh, in Sydney reported that they said in a team sport such as rowing, what she did was unforgivable. It appears Robbins committed the greatest crime there is in honest sport. She quit. <laughs> Just, so uh, it'll be interesting to see what the reaction, you know, it's 2004. It wasn't that long ago. But I do think our approach to mental health and, and psychology has evolved in that time. It would be interesting to see what the reaction would be, you know, from teammates, from um, from the media, uh, if that if that was to happen at the next Olympics. But uh, there you go. Matt. The red mist descended <laughs> after Sally surprised. lay down. I'd be cross um, if somebody stopped trying. <laughs> If you just stopped recording <laughs> yeah. at the halfway stage, I'd be annoyed too. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh dear! You do you do see like people you know even playing like Sunday league soccer and uh, you know the abuse people give their teammates for not pulling their weight. I mean, Absolutely. you can certainly empathise with it. most definitely. Um, oh. Well, thanks very much for that, Ian. A uh, great sports story as ever on the wheel of sport. Thank you, listener, for tuning in again. Uh, do get in touch with us. You can reach us on Twitter or Instagram at The Wheel of Sport uh, or via email thewheelofsport at gmail.com. And thanks very much for tuning in. The greatest sports stories ever told. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. That's quite funny that you stopped you stopped recording. <laughs> Lazy. <laughs> <laughs>